Emmett Moorhead has rightfully gained a lot of interest this summer. But what about this Thomas Castellanos character? What could he bring to Boston College? I'm going to look at the backup quarterback and why he may be one of the most intriguing players Boston College has this season. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you had a great week. I know I did, and I know what other team did too as well. That's the Boston College Eagles who's had a great week at camp. And there's a name I want to talk about on today's show. And that is someone who um, is not someone we have been bringing um, up a lot, but has a lot of potential. And that guy is UCF transfer quarterback, Thomas Castellanos. Now, I've talked a little bit about what Castellanos could bring to the Eagles this year, but I only talked about him in terms of depth. You know, we've been talking about depth and how important depth is and all that good stuff. But I honestly believe that Castellanos, who has better speed than any quarterback BC's had probably since Tyler Murphy, since Tyler Murphy, easily, will will play a role in this this year if Emmett Moorhead is healthy or not. And here's why. Last week at press conference, Jeff Halfley said his best players, including Castellanos, will see the field. And if he does well and continues to do well at camp, they're going to play him. That was very interesting to hear because I have said all along, Thomas Castellanos is not coming to Boston College to be a backup. He could have been a backup at UCF, stayed in in lovely Florida and not had to go anywhere. He came here to play. And I think, I think what we're missing here, what the, the piece of the puzzle that he could bring is a bit of unpredictability. What's the one thing about pro style offenses that, that that's slightly different than the call. That's very different than college offenses. College offenses can be a little gimmicky. That's what, why sometimes players, don't get into the NFL because they're part of a system, a system that doesn't translate to the pros pro style is very, you know, many times can be very uh, methodical and very, you know, predictable with, you know, standards shotgun and, and, and draws and all the, all the typical NFL plays that you expect, but they sometimes lack that flavor of unpredictability that college offenses can make, big plays with. And that's what makes some college teams more explosive. When you have an Emmett Moorhead, you're not going to have him run 60 yards or, or do anything gimmicky because that's not the style of quarterback. He is the dude's a six, six, 240 pound pocket passer who can move. He's not on. He's not immobile, but he's a good quarterback. I think Jeff Halfley is going to use Castellanos this year. I think we're going to see plays specifically designed for his legs and maybe to trick people with a little bit of his arm too. He brings good skill sets. He's a good quarterback that could really keep offenses off their guard. Now 
you don't want to have a court, like a constant rotation of quarterbacks. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that Castellanos is going to, you know, take every other round of snaps because that's just going to get, that's a mess. Unless you have really, really good quarterbacks. Um, it, 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 it prevents them from getting in a flow. And I think what you'll see here is, Oh, you know, there's a set of downs and, and Halfley and Chudzinski and Shimko want to try to see if they can catch the defense off their, on their heels. They bring in him, sit Moorhead for a couple downs, see what they can do with him. I remember Tyler Murphy at Boston college. I remember how explosive he could be and how game changing he could be. Now, Tyler Murphy couldn't throw the ball a lick. That wasn't his style. He could run it. He could run option. He could do all that good stuff. Castellanos, from what I've heard, can throw the ball. What I'd love to see them do is certain sets of downs. When maybe maybe you need a spark. Maybe you're just thinking that you can catch the defense being lazy. You get out. You, you, you catch a punt. You come up. Get up to the line of scrimmage. You get ready to huddle. You take more head out. You put in Castellanos. You run three or four plays. Maybe do have him run a little bit. Maybe have him throw some passes. Do a little bit of read option. Do anything you think you can do with him to catch that defense guessing. Then you bring more head right back in. That's the kind of stuff that I miss from Boston College. I, you know, one of the things about Steve Adazio that I thought wasn't the worst thing is, yeah, his his offense was predictable. Run, run, pass, punt. That was a majority of his downs. But I thought he was a gambler more than people gave him credit for. He would do some trickery. He, You know, I remember Patrick Tolles catching a touchdown. You know, when he had quarterbacks that could throw it, they would be doing some some interesting things. I think Anthony Brown had a couple cut, touchdown catches too, or a couple catches. He would do that kind of stuff, but we don't see that as much with Jeff Halfley. And I think that is, is a piece that could add a new flavor to Boston college's offense. You know, I, obviously you want to get all the fundamentals down because that all went out the window last year, but you also want to add some unpredictability here. You want to keep the opponents guessing. You want to be able to have, you get your guys out there and put them in the best position to score touchdowns. And I think Thomas Castellanos could do that. He's here to play folks. And I think he's going to play this year. So keep an eye out for this guy. I've heard some good things about him at practice. I've you know seen some, some highlights with him throwing the ball and running the ball. He could be a guy that we could be talking about in 2023. And I, I put my, I, I think it's going to be a, a much more a likelihood that he does play, even if Moorhead doesn't get hurt. And hopefully he doesn't that we'll see Thomas Castellanos this upcoming season. Now, in a moment, I want to chat with you about recruiting. And we're going to get into some of the updates that are going on in college football and with BC. We'll look at some of the available names that you may want to know about and some new changes that you might want to know about as well as BC tries to wrap up their class. Now, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know how the part will fit. 
or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Locked on BCAJ Black here. Now, if you are a regular reader of Eagle Insider, thank you. I hope you enjoy all the work that we have. We have a ton of recruiting news up just over the last couple of days. And I want to keep keep you guys up to date on what's going on in college football recruiting for Boston College because it's it we're hitting another live period that could be interesting for the Eagles because there's a few more spots left in this class. And what makes it interesting is there's the big name on the top, and then there's a whole bunch of question marks. So I think there could be some new names that you're going to want to know about. Now, obviously, all the in- intrigue right now is with Gerby Lambert. Gerby Lambert recently, according to 247, reduced his list down to two. It's now down to Boston College and Notre Dame. Now, I have already placed a crystal ball um, along with a couple of the guys from Notre Dame and a couple other um, national guys for, for Gerby to land at with the Fighting Irish. But I have to say this. BC's in good shape, and I know the staff feels really good about Gerby Lambert. He is a four-star offensive tackle from Catholic Memorial and would be one of the biggest recruits BC's ever landed. Uh, he's a top 120, but what is the thing people have been complaining about the most over the years is BC's inability to land big recruits in their own backyard. Now, as much as I want to laud my, you know, applaud my own knowledge and think that, you know, my crystal ball is crystal clear. There's one guy out there that I don't feel confident. I know where he's at. It's Gerby Lambert and anyone who is out there, even the staff, I think he is the most quiet, you know, keeps things to himself and his family recruit I've ever met. This guy doesn't do a ton of um, interviews. He doesn't talk a ton. You don't see him out in front of the press. He doesn't answer a lot of you know questions. He's very quiet and private. And a lot of what I've heard about the reason Notre Dame is going to win this is because it's Notre Dame. And I feel a lot of it is just the feel that Notre Dame is there. That being said, I still think BC is... I, I don't feel confident in my crystal ball right now. I've talked to people and everyone says the same thing, right? But I don't think I've heard it from Gerby or they've heard it from Gerby that he's going to go to Notre Dame. So I don't feel as confident with this crystal ball. He may end up with the Eagles. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe there's something that the staff has done that maybe, you know, maybe this is one of those kids that wants to stay close to home and doesn't want to go to Indiana. That's a possibility as much as the, as, as I defend the kids that want to go to the sec from new England or to California and say, look, they want to just get away from home. There's other kids out there that want to stay close to home. Maybe Gerby's that guy. I mean, he's quiet enough. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like an, uh, a, uh, boisterous guy that really wants to get away. He, he, he would strike me as a guy that maybe wants to stay close to home. So, just some intrigue there. And I think he's going to decide in the next couple of weeks, keep an eye on my crystal ball. If I start to hear things or buzz, I may switch it over to Boston college at some point. I don't feel confident that I would do that yet, 
But I'm still thinking, and it's still got me going, that maybe Gerby Lambert is a question mark for the Eagles. Now, I also want to talk about the other, you know, where things are at. So just to give you a, a, a bit of a baseline idea of what this class is going to look like, BC currently has 12 recruits. Okay. They have 12 recruits committed. I project them from talking to the staff to have between 15 and 18. Uh, and that's because they're not losing a ton of guys. They may in the transfer portal, that just may happen, but they're not going to add, add that much. So they're only got a couple more spots left because they, they are going to uh, hit the transfer portal again. Um, one of the, my sources I talked to said BC's kind of um, mentality is going two freshmen for every one transfer. If that's the case, BC may be going for like six transfers next year. So, you know, if you're looking at that, Gerby Lambert could be one of maybe two offensive linemen that they go for. The other names that you want to hear about, Julius Tate. Julius Tate is a Northwestern D commit. He was supposed to visit this summer. He didn't because there was some issue with travel dates or whatever. And he ended up um, visiting App State from what I've heard. Uh, and he's going to visit BC hopefully in September. He, but I, I get the sense I'm interested to see where BC's at with that because if Lambert lands, will they continue looking at this Northwestern kid? And there's the other Northwestern kid, Idris Cotton, too, that I've heard a little bit about. So that's that's kind of where things are at. You've got only a few more spots. I don't think BC's going to get a quarterback. And honestly, I don't. As I've said, when Matt when Henry Hasselback didn't commit, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If you can get a good one next year, you already got. The guy that we talked about that whole first segment, Thomas Castellanos, right? You got that. There's a, a few new, def there's a new defensive lineman. I have a whole story up on him on Eagle Insider from Maryland. I uh, hit 20 sacks last year. You got to check this guy out. Um, he is looking to take an official visit. So news might slow down a little bit. I also said, I'm not surprised if maybe a, um, a, a decommitment comes soon. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So just leave it at that. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk about um, what BC needs to do. And I've been asked a ton on different radio shows, podcasts. How does the Eagles take the next step? And the, the question itself is a little vague. I'll get into what kind of different avenues that question has gone and why what I think the Eagles need to do if they want to become bigger players in the ACC. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. On yeah, Yesterday, I was on the Mark Ryan Show, who's a um, radio host in the Clemson area. I think he's a Florida, Florida Gator grad. And he was asking me, he's like, so AJ, you know, what does BC need to do to take that next step? And he was asking me about recruiting, but he's also asking me on the field too. And I've talked to other folks, some of my other sources are like, yo, BC is going to be an eight-win team at the most any year. So that made me think, what does Boston College have to do to get to that next level. Like right now, I feel, I feel for the staff of, of basketball, uh, any of the teams, because uh, other than hockey and maybe women's lacrosse, because one of the biggest factors that has impacted BC is their inability to win on the, on the court, on the field, everywhere. The minute Boston college becomes a, a better product on the field wins eight or nine games recruits are going to notice transfers are going to notice fans are going to notice they're going to want to be parts of that be a part of that program look at what wake forest is doing right now wake didn't magically become 
a, a really decent program. And I saw someone, tw- uh, their AD saying that they are one of the highest grossing uh, improvement in terms of like views and everything on the fields in all of NCAA. Why is that happening? It's because they're winning. Boston College, when I was talking to Mark on this radio show, hasn't had a winning program really since 2008. That's 15 years ago. So when I hear folks say to me, AJ, like someone in my comment section yesterday said, AJ, I love your enthusiasm, but I need to wait till I see it. I don't fault them at all because I'm a little bit on the optimistic side. I do wear my maroon and gold sunglasses a little too hard sometimes, but BC hasn't shown it to people in basketball and football that they can take it to that next level. And so why would a four-star recruit or someone who is looking at a bunch of different programs choose Boston College over some of these other schools? They, they don't even look at it. They don't even consider it. Once a bigger program jumps in, they're like, see ya. So that's one piece. The next piece is I want to see the NIL, NIL piece for Boston College for all sports continue to grow. I think the Friends of the Heights are starting to do a really nice job with what's going on at Boston College and and dealing with the environment of what's happening in college sports. You don't hear about it as much because the players and the coaching staff, they like to keep it kind of low-key. But Friends of the Heights have done a nice job of keeping some big-name recruits players around. When you hear those stories about a, a player getting offered to transfer to someone else, You best believe that friends of the Heights might be behind that to keep them in Boston college. So I want to see, I think if they can continue to grow in the changing landscape of NIL, because it seems like there might, it might kind of swing the other way where there might be some more um, let uh, restrictions around it. That if they can continue to get big name donors, which again will come with, with winning Boston college will be able to keep and retain some of the guys that they've been developing. And that's going to be a big key for Boston college. And the last piece, I think it's been said over and over again. I'll say it again. I want to see an increase in um, support from the upper administration, not in athletics, but from the school itself, from Father Leahy, the boards of trustees. So much, it seems like for Boston College, that athletics is something that they love getting a check for, but they don't want to put in the extra work to make it special. When I was at Boston College, I was there the first year they went to the ACC. I remember them playing Florida State. I remember how awesome Alumni Stadium was. I remember going to hockey games and watching, you know, some of the greats back then and basketball that was competing in the Big East and competing in that first year in the ACC. When you have the right support, when you have an administration that is keeping up with where things have gone. Because believe me, when I was there, it's very different in athletics than it is right now. You can make Boston College special. So whether that is increasing the amount of money that you're paying for a lot of the things that are going in in athletics. I was talking to someone the other day who um, who was saying they wished BC had the money that some of these other schools have. You know, that they've worked at some other schools and in, 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 someone I know in athletics. And I was like, yeah. That's exactly it. BC cannot play pay, play the poor person here because they have a huge endowment. They have all this money. They could easily pay more for assistance, more for support staff, more for facilities, more for whatever you need 
to make this college special. But it's got to come from the top. And I don't, you know, Blake James you, is an easy target for this, but you got to go higher than him for this because it, it he, he works with what he has. And I'm sure he, he advocates well for, for more. But Father Leahy, all the admins, they need the board of trustees. Start pour, putting money into athletics because if there's one thing that has been shown is that college athletics can improve the amount of applicants and money coming into a school when it's put in properly. Boston college hasn't done that in years. I feel like, you know, it's been nice. They've been doing some good things. I love the uh, Harrington village. The new basketball practice facility looks great, but what brought most of this donors. And I, I give credit to Blake James and Martin Jarman and Brad Bates for and Pat Kraft for going out and getting those donors. It'd be nice if the school too could start putting in some money there. Make football game, like improve the football game day experience for fans. Make it so that fa- folks want to come here. I go back to, and this is me just griping again, the small little things that you see on campus that make a big difference for fans. The spring game feels like nothing. Like you go there, and there's no entertainment other than maybe it's like face painting and some other things. Half the concessions are closed. You can't tailgate. You can't do anything. They don't have a party. They don't have anything. You could make things like this special. And I think that would improve BC. Like it's just all the little things I think that would make Boston College better. And I'm saying this as griping right now, but it's a great time to start because with the ACC on the on the verge of collapse, you might want to make your product as you know, palatable and engaging as possible because you don't want to be on the outside looking in when all of this is done. I'll be back on Monday with more recruiting news. Football stuff is going on. Our first scrimmage of the season's coming up. We'll talk all about that. Make sure to follow me on uh, Twitter at AJBlack247. Become a subscriber on Eagle Insider. Hope to see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.